Hi, welcome to the very first episode of Art Watch Podcast. My name is Tori, and I'm going to be your host. Um, I guess a great place to start is a little bit about myself. I am 23 years old. I am living in New York City currently, and I just started my very first year of my PhD program. Before that, I lived in Houston, Texas. Um, I got my bachelor's and master's in art history at the University of Houston. But before that, I actually did start out my undergraduate career as arts, edu arts education EC through 12 um, at UH Clear Lake. So I love like making art and teaching, teaching art, specifically art history, of course. Um, so yeah, this is kind of like how I got started in this podcast. It actually started out as a way to study for my master's of like comp exam in your first year that they make you take at UH. And I kind of felt like there really wasn't a great way to study except YouTube videos, but I don't really like being in front of a camera. I'd rather take the pictures than be in the pictures. Um, so yeah, that's how I ended up getting to this podcast. And it's been a long time in the making because wow, writing a master's thesis and then trying to move halfway across the country, it is a lot, to say the least. Um, and then I guess a little bit more personal stuff about me, I am Latinx, Chicanx, I don't really know how to identify myself, I am biracial, I'm kind of in the middle, um, but my I, I do look and identify more with my Mexican side, so there's that. And which kind of leads me into what this podcast is going to be about. So I would really like for this podcast to focus mostly on Latinx and Chicanx art history. Um, it sounds rather specific, but it's actually quite broad. I mean, it covers the United States and then literally all of the rest of North, Central, and South America. Um, and then within that, you have so many other pockets of styles of art. You have... Um, Afro influences and all of those, you've got indigenous art in that, and you have just pretty much everything in between. So there's so much to cover, and the reason why I wanted to focus on this is one, it's hopefully going to be my specialty as I um, progress throughout this PhD program, and two, it doesn't really get a lot of notoriety in art history. I mean, when you take your survey classes, I don't know um, where everybody is at in their educational journey or if they've graduated college they're just starting college or maybe they just are interested in the arts but if you've ever taken a survey class in art history you know that it's just what's considered quote western art history and the greatest hits of that and which is mostly like dead white guys and while there is some merit i guess to some of those styles of art it's just it's rather exclusive and i don't know there's just there's so much more art history than than that. Um, yeah, so that's that's really what I want to go with this podcast for. Um, but if you ever have any suggestions of artists that you would like me to cover, because again, like, I focus most, I'm only going to focus mostly in Mexico, like for my own personal research, of course, for this podcast, like, you know, cover so much more than that, but I'm still learning and I would love more input on who to talk about in this podcast. Um, I guess a good place to start as far as the current moment is looking at some of the great anonymous activist groups that have popped up on social media throughout um, this, I think it was mostly this summer, I'm not really sure when a lot of these started, but 
you have groups like Change the Museum, For the Culture, Cancel Art Galleries, and then you also have Black Archives, Latinx Art Alliance, and so many more that are talking about problems in galleries, problems in museums, the lack of representation for, like, for minorities and so many other people, um, and they're doing such great work, and a lot of it stems from the fact that museums are really rooted and shaped by imperialism and colonization, and if you go into any museum, chances are their biggest collection is going to be from, like, ancient Rome, ancient Greece, um, and then you have, like, that's gonna, all of that is gonna be in their main building, and then you get from medieval all the way to modern and contemporary moment, and it's mostly gonna be white western artists, and then you have maybe another building or another small gallery, and then it's just, like, the broad term of non-western all kind of thrown together and by region, and then it doesn't really give any agency to the contemporary, the modern and contemporary moment of those cultures. Um, so yeah, I mean, like there's so much going on with that and it's really just obviously too much to cover in like a one episode moment, <laughs> but um, if you haven't already, you should definitely check out those, those Instagram accounts because they're doing wonderful things and they really are just shaking the, art, the arts world like from its foundation and pointing out all of the flaws that are, that are just, gosh, that are just happening right now. Um, I know I sound a bit frazzled, I'm just really excited to start this, I'll be honest. Um, yeah, and then especially now, like, you have the problem of COVID, museums are reopening, and they're still, a lot of them are still buying art, but they've fired or furloughed so many of their employees, and they're expecting all of the, um, like, the, I hate using this term, like, the lower, you can't see me doing air quotes, but the lower staff, they're on the front lines, they're having to wear masks and be in contact with the public, and they're putting their lives at risk. And like, I've had old co-workers talk about how you have museum goers who are skeptical of COVID and they'll like, this is before, <clears throat> excuse me, this was before some of those institutions were requiring that you wear masks. They were like coughing towards or sneezing at the employees because they think that this is a hoax created by the government. Um, I don't know, I just think that, like, this is something so much, or rather, something so important and something that's not being talked about or it's not being um, called out by news outlets. It is being called out, of course, by, like, those Instagram accounts that I was telling you about before. But, yeah, I don't know, I, I just, it's, it's ridiculous. There it goes, okay. Um, sorry, I did pause it for a second. Um, but yeah, like I said, if you if you are one of those people or if you knew one of those people that was like coughing at or sneezing at employees, shame on you and like why? Why would you put somebody else's life at risk because you think that this is a hoax? I mean, do not like for like the love of all that is good in this world, if you are going to a museum, be respectful not just to the art, but to the employees. They're trying to make a living, they're trying to survive on this wage that they're earning, which depending on the institution, is not typically that much. Um, so just just be respectful of your fellow human. Don't, don't, don't sneeze on some, it's gross to sneeze on somebody in general, but of course at this moment, don't do that. So yeah, at this moment in time, there's just so much, like, so, or so many issues that are being brought to light in museums, and it's stuff that isn't, it isn't new. 
by any means, but with the ability that social media has to be anonymous, it's it's easier to point out these flaws because I don't know who these individuals are, but if they are employees of the art world, they are allowed to keep their jobs safe. I mean, in any profession when you are speaking out against the establishment, it's very likely that you'll face repercussions and what they're doing is is so important and it's helping not only them, but it's helping other employees who are now able to speak out against the wrongdoings that have been happening. Um, and they're bringing to light these issues that quite frankly shouldn't have been issues in the first place but unfortunately with how museums were and galleries and private collections um whatever have you whatever have you you know like whatever it is anyway um it's it's rooted in in how these collections were made um which kind of brings me to my next point actually um when thinking about art history and when thinking about again galleries private collections museums themselves you have to recognize that they their collections were created through imperialism and colonization so you have from like the beginning of like when west like when again that quote western civilizations decided they were going to explore the new world or find the new world even though of course we all know that that is a complete fallacy because it's not new it was there people were there they existed before the intervention of like Spain and England and France and every other you know European uh, country that and the United States at later points that decided we're gonna have colonies and we're gonna expand our our, um, our power uh, so you have these um, these countries going into other regions of the world using their quite frankly um, I I apologize if I'm gonna offend anybody but um, this colonization that we see in beginning in in Mexico um, or what is present-day Mexico rather you have Spain that justified their colonization through the expansion of christianity so you have like all it begins it begins there um this justification that these people are not civilized because they do not have christ in their lives and we're going to exploit this and find like mine all of these sources we're gonna take their um their cultures away from them and we're gonna condemn it because it goes against christianity these are savages which again super wrong on so many levels um but th this was the justification and these objects were taken from their original context brought back to the king and queen and uh, this isn't just spain this is actually like pretty much anybody that did that colonized regions there is the destruction of of the original culture for the sake of the new one that's being imposed you have them taking objects out of original context, putting them in these um, private collections that eventually turn into what we see now as museums. And this indigenous culture is condemned for the sake of whatever is being imposed on this new region again. And then you you have like, it's 
now being rediscovered, again, air quotes, you can't see me, I don't know why I'm acting like you can see me, it's being rediscovered, and we're trying to put together the pieces of the past, when in reality it was destroyed by this institution that is now trying to reconnect the dots. Um, so you have them taking these, these objects out of their original context, putting them in museums, and those museums or galleries or private collections, they are difficult for those original people to get back to. Um, you have, even today, there's the, the constant um, struggle for repatriation of objects, which is a huge issue that we can talk about at another episode. Um, but yeah, there's just, there's so many problems in how museums, galleries, etc. are put together. And it's something that myself and many other scholars in, or new and emerging scholars are talking about. And of course, what these in uh, these anonymous accounts, to some degree, they are also talking about that. Mostly, I guess, from what I've seen, I don't want to, like, speak for them because I don't know who these people are. Um, they are talking more, it seems, about, like, the working conditions. But regardless, you have scholars today that are pushing out against these institutions, some more radical than others. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. There's, <laughs> there's so many things we could say about this. And I hope to, again, at a later point. Um, I think, just for the sake of this being an introductory episode, I might go ahead and bring this to a close. I know there's so many other things I could talk about, but I also want to be mindful of time. I would prefer, from going on out, that the episodes really don't go past 30 minutes, just because I know that when you're listening to something, um, attention spans can start to go. I, I hope I'm not, like, belittling you, the listener. It's just, I know that, also, like, if you're commuting, depending on how long your commute is, you know, like, you only have about 30 minutes, maybe, maybe a little bit longer, and I know that when I was listening to podcasts and still driving to either work or school, I only had about 45 minutes, and I hated, hated, hated starting a new episode and then not being able to finish it because I finally arrived. Um, so yeah, I liked them. I'd like for these episodes to be 30 to 45 minutes tops. Just again, I, I'm weird. I don't, I don't like to start something without being able to finish it. So if you kind of like the route that this podcast is going, be sure to subscribe. Um, I'm really not sure whether this is going to be on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever, but subscribe. Um, if you ever have any questions or corrections, because again, I am human, I make mistakes, I'm still learning, you can, you know, gently correct me, or or constructively rather correct me. Um, my email is going to be artwatchpodcast at gmail.com. I will go ahead and put that in the bio of this as soon as I figure out how to do that. If you would like to follow me along this journey um, on social media, Instagram and Twitter, both Artwatch Podcast. I didn't make a Facebook page, but if you would like for me to make a Facebook page, I'd be more than happy to. I'll be honest, I'm trying to minimize how much I'm on social media at the moment because, again, I'm starting my first year in this PhD program and there is a crap load of reading. I mean, I thought that I was prepared for the amount of reading because, I mean, like, I'm coming into this with a master's degree and, like, there was a ton of reading involved in that but I feel like this is like three or four times as much um which isn't good like I'm not complaining about it um it's good and I'm I'm learning so much and I'm I'm very happy to be doing that 
But, yeah, so, like, also just trying to, like, limit my own exposure. And, you know, it's never good to spend too much time on a screen anyway. Um, give your eyes a rest, especially if you are a student or if you are working online at the moment. Take a moment. Like, if you can, walk outside, you know, socially distance. And, or if you cannot, for any reason, go outside, stretch. I don't know, it helps me read a book. Do something, like, that's not on a screen, whether it's crafty, cooking, whatever, whatever have you. Um, yeah, and then, so I know, obviously, like, it's super early to be talking about a Patreon account, but um, if you would like to be a patron of the arts, which is what this will be, um, feel free. I'm going to put the link again. I can talk about the levels. Really, I mean, the, anyway, I'll, I'll jump to that in a second. Uh, I'm getting ahead of myself, but so Patreon, if you're not familiar with it, it's like a way to donate, donate, yeah, pay for what, for the content that you're listening to. I mean, I am a struggling graduate student, um, <laughs> as many people are also struggling, um, I would hope at some point to get paid for what I'm doing here. Um, so yeah, let me just talk about the different patron levels that I've created, which are, I'm happy to change because I was really not quite sure what to put as far as like the perks of being a patron, mostly for like the, the last two tiers, which I'm, again, I'm really happy to change these up. But if you'd like what you're hearing, or if you would like, as you like listen more to the podcast, if you like what you're hearing, I have the $3 level called an art watcher and you'll get a shout out in each episode. At the next level, the art lover, it's $10 a month. Sorry, I should have said that. Patreon, it's like you just pay like a, a fee a month, like per month, and you get the uh, the hope is that you get perks for whatever you're doing. I would like to do that because I don't know about you, but if I'm paying for something, I would hope that there's a perk to it. Um, so anyway, back to the art level lover category. $10 a month. Um, I previously, and still do actually, I do private tutoring for art history. Um, art criticism, art theory, but I also have, like, I, I teach studio arts, like painting, drawing, photography, um, to new students as far as the photography. Anyway, but yeah, so like I can help you for at this level, $10 a month, you're an art lover, so I can help you with your thesis of an essay. Let me just be clear, I will never, ever, 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 ever write your paper for you. Um, that goes against not only my own ethics, but it literally goes against every single university, college, um, and even, like, uh, if you're in AP Art History, that means you're probably in high school. Um, it goes against, you know, just the honor code, and yeah, I can help you with your thesis. I know that, like, from after grading so many papers, a lot of students struggle with this, and it's so important to have a clear thesis, because a clear thesis means that your paper is probably going to have a clear argument and a clear direction. So it's both organizational and practical. Um, and I know, of course, like, you're not always writing papers, so if at some point in, like, the month, because, like, this is a monthly thing, you know, um, I can help you with study tips. And for non-students, again, please let me know what would be of interest to you. Um, and then with each level that you go up, like, of course, you'll still get the perks of the previous one. So this next one, it's a little bit more pricey. It's $30 a month. You'd be an art expert and you get a priority for the artists that we cover. So like I said previously, you know, I'm always happy to take on recommendations 
And especially as this podcast is growing, I know I'm not going to have, like, these this level member or the next one probably for quite some time. But at this level, you would get more of a priority. So I'll make, like, an Excel sheet. If you're a patron at this level, I'll keep track of um, the popular demand for artists. And, yeah, so, like, I'll make sure to cover those ones first. And then if you really absolutely love what I'm doing, which I hope you do, um, and if you have, if you were in the financial position to do so, there's a $50 a month level. Again, I can adjust these. Um, but you would be an art scholar and you would get access to a private episode per month voted on by all of the members at this level. And it would be more of an, really more of an in-depth conversation of an artist that we have already talked about. So I know that, like, everybody is coming at this from, like, a different, like, financial position, and I would hate to have um, an episode that, like, we're talking about an artist, and you just can't, like, for whatever reason, or you just don't want to pay $50 a month for this, um, I would hate to exclude people. So what it would be, it would just be, like, something that we have already covered at a more in-depth level. Um, so yeah, and again, be sure to subscribe and reach out to me on social media. I really hope you like this. Okay, I hope you have a wonderful week. Make sure you're still social distancing. Oh, I should have said, um, I know, very scatterbrained today, but I'm going to try and have these out every Wednesday, so it'll be an Art Watch Wednesday. And then also, any views that I express here I would like to make absolutely clear these do not reflect the views of the institutions that I've previously worked for, previously studied at, or am currently working for and studying at. Um, these views are entirely my own and at some point I would love to have guests on here. All Anything that we talk about on this podcast is specifically my own views. Again, they do not reflect anywhere that I have previously worked, studied at, or currently work or study at. Um, Hope you have a great week and yeah, I will see you next time.